So, Blake, uh, in the year of our Lord 2020, during the midst of the worst global pandemic the Earth has ever seen, um, what answers do you think Borat 2 can provide that we haven't already gotten? That you should uh, wear a mask. Wear a mask. And be very nice. (laughs) And be very nice. Wear a mask. Borat, I thank you for doing this sit-down interview with us. I know you've had some people close to you that you've recently lost to covid could you go into detail like my who- wife was that it was that the setup <laughs> my wife is dead oh, god damn it. i'm so mad he still makes us giggle whoa ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's time it's time it's time for a load and I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. And the S, Scotchless in Seattle, Scotty Moore. Hello. <laughs> Hello, okay. thank you to speak to me. <laughs> what? Oh, go do this. Go do this. King in the castle. <laughs> you can't. You can't do this anymore. We have yes, to move on. <laughs> we have to move on from. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Six it that. I. I guess I just got fucking told, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a very good soundboard I found. Scotty, I'm really glad that we changed this podcast to be a Borat cast. My wife, she is dead. (laughs) My wife is dead. My wife is dead. She uh, died in the field. (laughs) I don't know why there were three different options on My Wife is Dead. That's why. I don't know Borat. I don't know Borat. Jeez, Borat, go away. He have a sex crime problem. (laughs) So, Blake, what are we doing this week? We're gonna, okay, hold on. We're gonna take, we're gonna take the Borat soundboard. We're gonna, we're gonna pet it gently. We're gonna fold it up. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome, and we're gonna put it back in the box, okay? Yes. We're gonna put Bo- <laughs> yes. Put Bor- we're going to put Borat in the box because this is not a Borat podcast anymore. You are my best friend. Oh, thank you, Borat. No, you stop it. I know what you're trying to do. You can't. You can't get me to keep you here. I love you so. <laughs> I love you too. I don't care. Well, we have to. <laughs> we have to do a fucking podcast. Oh, it has been so long that I've already forgotten what we do on this podcast, but we make a movie out of a pitch and we make it good. And we sell it to Hollywood in a field. And and honestly, if we do get it, like if we get this bad boy produced in time, then we'll we'll be going up against Borat, too. at the Oscars, because no other fucking we movies came note. out this year. 
We take dogs, shoot them in a field, and then have a party. That's what that's what Borat says we do on this show. Wow, wow, we Okay. I'm, I've reached my limit of trying to get back on the rail, so I'm just going to sit here and sip this whiskey until you're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Borat. Borat, Borat, can you please go back in the box? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, that was very, very good. You are a cowboy? Yeah, no, no, Borat, I'm not a, I'm a podcaster, I don't, I, you, you know what a podcast is, correct? She wish she was, she wish she, she wish. What? She wish, what? Yeah, I think Borat's, <laughs> Borat's glitching now at this point. Sexy time. Okay. <laughs> broken Borat. <laughs> We've broken Borat. Um, no, in the Kazakhstan we say uh, uh, God, a uh, man, a uh, horse, a uh, dog, then a woman, and then a uh, rat, and then a uh, small crotzuli, like a little. Uh, yeah, I think Borat's broken. I don't think he under Borat can Borat say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, Borat. I'm sorry. Goodbye, Borat. All right, it yeah. is <laughs> fucking. Five of my mi- my minutes that I have left in life. Five of my minutes are gone now. <laughs> oh, he's getting cra- he's cramming himself into the box. Uh huh. He's trying his best to f- to fit inside the box. Good night. We made a sex crime. High five. Okay, I'm just he- gonna start rolling dice. I think he said good night. He said good night. And then also we make a sex crime bye-bye. So I guess he's making a sex crime in his shame box, but uh, Borat is now gone. Borat's in his shame box, Blake. Thank goodness. Okay, now we can get back to what we normally do. What do we normally do? We usually make a movie, but I think we just did. We just made Borat 3. Um, but yeah, we box usually- rat. <laughs> box Box rat uh yeah we we make we take hollywood chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad so what chicken shit have you brought for us blake well you know what i've already started i've already started instead of chicken shit i brought you gold oh i brought you this gold it's in the but you you got the thing is you got you gotta go find it because it's in them hills i as someone who just spent five minutes hacking the show with Borat, I don't know how I have the right to say this, but how dare you? How <laughs> dare you do this? It's time to it's time to fucking get someone to strike it rich during the gold rush. Okay. Or alternatively, as I realized when I was planning this out, I do just want to make an Oregon Trail movie. Okay. What if this what? Follow me. What if it's present day? Uh-huh. What if there is a an island that is off that's undiscovered, and then someone I obviously has to discover it, mm-hmm. and it has a shit ton of I won't say gold because like gold ain't it, but like Bitcoin, it's got a volcano filled with Bitcoin, and that's w- uh, that's not how Bitcoin works. I we did discuss this. Ad nauseum during money plane. I know you were baked out of your gourd, but <laughs> honestly, I hoped you'd remember that. My my wife texted me at noon, like, "Why aren't you awake yet?" And I'm like, "I fucking got 
all kinds of baked and watch money plane baby money plane but no you missed the greatest part of my plan which is that numerous people rat race style go over there and what they des- they call money planes and then they gotta bring the money back yeah so <laughs> we gotta we gotta put the money onto the plane and fly it somewhere else yes okay so you're so you are thinking Gold Rush era. You are wanting this Gold Rush era. I'm gonna, I'm gonna relent to you. Okay, because I think that um, we can, we do a lot of stuff present day, and I think that we can get a little bit more of that, uh, that old timey style adventure feel from being part of the old west. And I, it's just because I wanted to use this voice to be completely a hundred percent honest. I yeah, that tracks. That full on tracks. <laughs> okay, so this man, old man Pete. No, because I'm fair. That's the guy from Toy Story, ain't he? Yep, he is Sneaky Pete, the hot dog man. He can't be Pete. We're because like the prospector Pete is a thing too. So his name can't be Pete. So what? What's the name of this character you've developed? I'm old Jeremiah Blackthorn. Can I make one change? Jeremiah Blackwood. Jeremiah Blackwood. Okay. Ancient established Blackwood family, but they've lost all my fortune coming over to the new world. Okay, what vibe are you on? What vibe are we going? Because, like, part of me's feeling a horror movie where there's a... Not only is there a... The, the tagline for the film would be, there's ghosts in them, they're heels. Their heels. Oh, wait, hold on. Can we just rewind a little bit and have me be a ghost? No, I think... Well, that's... Hold on now. Hold on now. That's the act three twist, is that... Jeremiah Blackwood was a ghost all along. Long. Okay. <laughs> this could be just some fucking Westworld style thing where insanely rich people get to relive like this weird ghost rush, like gold rush experience. I prefer the film's title is Ghost Rush, Blake, and I want even if we change the plot, it's still going to be called Ghost Rush. That's fine. I like that idea. Um, It could just be a traveling like. Yeah, like you encounter different ghosts as they travel closer and closer to their destination. You are I I'm slowly hating the format of this show because the more you describe this, the more I do just want to play a D&D campaign that's exactly this. That's exactly this concept right here. So we've got to delve in and make this not a D&D campaign. We have to give it a story. Okay, I'm fi- that's that's understandable. So we gotta we gotta have a reason for our uh our intrepid protagonists to be going on this journey of theirs, this heroic journey where they meet a bunch of ghosts. I really want a a a Django style protagonist. Like I really want it to be like one of the the freed slaves who finally like bought land and all kinds of shit and is getting respect. And he's the one who goes on the mission. So I, I really dig that. Okay, okay. Um, so we're building... the ghost. We're building Django Unchained 2 Ghost Rush. Ghost Rush. 
<laughs> All right, is it the same Django or is it a different Django? Oh, no. <laughs> you know what you're setting me up for, right? You are no you know you're setting me up for Father of the Clones Django Fett to be the lead in our movie right now. <laughs> well, then he'd be uh... He walks into a room. Gold hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong Mandalorian. Shush. Shush. I tell you, shush. Uh, Timur Morrison, he's New Zealand. He's from New Zealand, isn't he? I Okay, so we... Our main character, one of them has to be from New Zealand, so I can break this fucking accent out. It's one of my favorites, and I never get to use it on this show. So we got a New Zealander, and then, uh, who's named... I immediately went to Boomerang. I immediately went real bad with it. <laughs> yep. Uh, My name's Boomerang Foxworthy. You might be a Kiwi. <laughs> First of all, if you find so much... a koala in your front yard, you might be a Kiwi. I don't think we could name him Boomerang. Okay, can I keep the last name Foxworthy? Can I please keep that? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, so... Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, I want a, a tough name that starts with, like, a buh or a duh. I'll give you Taika. <laughs> it's not Taika Waititi! It cannot be Taika Waititi! Now we are making the Mandalorian, but in the <laughs> gold rush. <laughs> Gold rushing is a complicated profession. <laughs> okay, they yes. just can I And this is that that is the main character. He is very like Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it in his uh I want James to be the last name, and I want a J name. Jefferson James. Jefferson James. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good name. Jefferson James and his faithful ward, Boomerang Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Boomerang's his nickname His nickname is Boomerang because it's the Old West And people are fucking racist I'm not the one being racist By naming him Boomerang It is a point of the story Alright, you can only Get away with that argument for so long I hope you know that Yes, okay Well, hold on, you're talking to a man who just spent the 30, 30 minutes googling is it racist for me to say Kimasabi and coming up very fucking empty? <laughs> very <laughs> empty on that search. It was very conflicted. I was there for that. Yeah. Uh, so we got Boomerang Foxworthy. Fox okay. Jones. And they uh, they one day meet up with the old old props prospect. Je- what was his name? Jeremiah Blackwood. Jeremiah! Blackwood, yes, that's me. Or hold on, alternately, if this was, and this is definitely not the plot we're going down, but we could. If this was like a Disney Channel Race to Witch Mountain style film, they discover, and also the Mandalorian, they discover a child, a small child who lives by eating gold. <laughs> and they have to take him to the mountains to let him feast upon the gold to gain enough power to go back to his home planet. Yeah, and he's tiny and green and he's got these big pointy ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't talk. And he can move things with his mind. <laughs> and every small, a few minutes he just lets out a little 
<laughs> that would have fucking ruined Baby Yoda if, like, every few seconds you just heard. <laughs> he's just. Sounds like he's screaming in pain. Yeah. Nah, he's fine. Yes. Uh, so we need a twist. We need the. Tw- well, oh, wait. We have one. It's the ghosts. That's right. Yeah. The tw- Hold on. Let me just put this down. The twist is ghosts. Ghosts. Lots of ghosts. Now, what do the ghosts have against Jeremiah and Boomerang? Or, I'm sorry, against uh, Jeff and Boomerang? Um, I think it's just the, uh... So we could either have vengeful ghosts, or... The twist within a twist could be, the ghosts are trying to keep them out, but they're trying to protect them from something even more dangerous. Oh, so the ghosts are friendly. Yes, but they don't portray themselves as friendly. They're like fucking Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. No, 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 no. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. He wants to find a mystical artifact within. And he's like, all the gold you can keep is yours. All I need is the artifact. And the artifact allows them to be, uh, allows them to ascend. Allows them to ascend to heaven. <laughs> the the ghosts or Jeremiah? No, no, the ghosts. Like, the ghosts are still trapped on this mortal coil because of... They were killed in an explosion by a wizard. A, a wizard? <laughs> oh, okay, now hold on. A cow... Well, hold on. Let me make it realistic for you. A cowboy wizard. Yes. Um... Now, twi- further twist within a twist, Jeremiah's the bad guy all along. He is also a ghost that is trapped on this mortal coil, but he has been forever, like, kept from the artifact because he's the person that burned down this western town. And the ghosts are all the residents of that town trying to keep him there. I... I feel like we're throwing too much spaghetti at the wall. Like, we threw one hand, and it spelled out the plot. And we were like, oh, cool. Well, let's see what else happens. And then every subsequent hand of spaghetti is just muddling what we had. Yeah, but I think we need something more interesting. I like Jeremiah being the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. But what if it's like... He uses the artifact to go to heaven and leave the other ghosts behind. What if they're all going for the same artifact? What if they're all, like, th- that's why it's a ghost rush. The ghosts are rushing. Ghosts are rushing. And he, okay. And he has incorporated humans with it. He's incorporated humanity to go get the artifact. But it can't activate without a blood sacrifice. So he wants to kill them at the end. Fuck, that's dark. That is a dark-ass way to get into heaven, my dude. Well, I just wanted to know, I was like, well, he's gotta find a way to be a bad guy, because if, like, from the beginning, he's like, I'm doing it because I'm a ghost and I want to ascend to heaven. That's still a good guy thing. Like, it's not like a dick thing to be like, oh, no, I want to go to heaven where my Lord Jesus is waiting for me. Like, that's not a bad thing for a villain to do. Now, what if it is a way that the ghosts can ascend and leave this mortal coil? 
But if you use it for a blood sacrifice, then he can attain a massive amount of ghost power. Now you're fucking talking. Now he now he becomes king ghost of California. <laughs> exactly. And he could lord over the ghosts. Okay. <laughs> I This one's bad, but we're gonna do it anyway. That's kind of where I'm at with this one, is I'm like, it's bad, but we'll fix it along the way, I'm hoping. I I, I think it's great. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so <laughs> But I fucking want Boomerang Foxworthy to be like their fucking Sherpa. I want him to be the one to lead them to the mountain. I fucking love this concept of an old western gold rush movie. And they're like, ah, yes, he can take you. They call him Boomerang. And then when they walk over, he's like, hey, how you two doing? Oh, I'm having a great fucking day over here. It's fantastic. Like. That's not the voice I expected to come out of you, but okay. <laughs> well, in the third movie, they'll fi- they'll meet his dad and find out that his name is actually Casey Andrews or some shit. It's like, we named the dog Boomerang. Fuck. Fuck you. Actually, no, no, no. This would work. This would work as Boomerang to be their, their guide. I said Sherpa, and uh, I'm fairly sure that one's also racist. Fuck, we really need Blake. You have that, you have dealt us. Sherpa is a like legitimate profession, but you were using it in the wrong context. Basically, you have dealt us a landmine, buddy. I don't know. I would have just said guide. You're the one that pulled out Sherpa. Like he's not guiding them up a mountain. Yes, he is. The gold's in a mountain. It's not like the fucking thing's gonna be on the side of the road. <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe it's in a dungeon. Okay, so, well, the dungeon would be in a mountain, so fuck you. Uh, But yeah, I think it would work, because if he came here from New Zealand, he would have landed in California, and then came this way. So he knows how to get the mountains this way, Getting and that's like a funny joke. Is He's like, I thought you went through these mountains. Yeah, forwards! I've never gone backwards through them, it's completely fucking different! Different. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So beginning of the film, I, I guess we've got our down on the down on the luck hero Jefferson. Because of Monster Factory, I wanted to call him Jefferson Tallpipe, and I know that's oh. wrong. No, Jefferson James. Jefferson James, and uh, he's just kind of sitting at the bar sipping some whiskey. Uh huh. Fuck, we're making the opening to the Mandalorian. <laughs> he's just gonna come in and fuck shit up. Oh yeah, I was exactly going for that because he's like. He is some kind of bounty hunter or something, right? He's going to be some kind of like uh Well, he's a cow. cowboy badass. He's a cow doy. He's a good old cow doy. He uh he does in fact uh bounty hunt if you need him to. To. <laughs> so he is just he, chilling there and then uh I think a guy a beer spills in a guy's lap and it looks and he yells at Jefferson like, "Why'd you do that?" And Jefferson looks at him and gives him a look that basically says the fuck are you talking about? I didn't do it. But once again, very silent protagonist. Uh, and then that leads to an epic bar fright. Fi- fuck. Well, a bar fright. This is a bar fright where only one man stands tall. And it is, in fact, Jefferson James. And then through the door. Walks. Hello. It, no, no, you hear in a corner like. <laughs> okay. 
Look at you, cowpoke. That's not his, that's not his voice. Hold on, here we go. You look like you're a man that can handle yourself. I'm old, I'm Jeremiah Blackwood, are you? You wouldn't happen to be that bounty hunter passing through now, would you? Just nods his head. It's not really good to do a silent protagonist on a podcast. Nope. You could just say, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's me. (laughs) Well, I got a job for you. And he pulls out this jangling sack of coins. If you'd be willing to help an old prospector that's down to his last few dimes. (laughs) How many credits? Can't pay you in Republic credits, but I've got calamari flan. <laughs> Besides, Republic credits won't do any good out here. Gold hunting is a complicated profession, bud. Bounty hunting is a complicated <laughs> profession. I need you to get a baby for me. <laughs> you just come here and get that baby. You get that baby so You're going to have to fight a robot. Ah! Yeah. about 50 guys. <laughs> Kill Pity Man. Kill Pity Man. So, he makes the proposal. Yeah, and he's like, I used to have a stake back out west. But I got run off it by some terrible folks. I'd like to go get it back, and you seem like the man for the job. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a settlement in the West that needs protection. We could use your help. I'll call you General, too. (laughs) Okay, fuck. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) then Homeboy just kind of like looks down and just counts the credits slowly in front of him. They're just—they're not credits. They're like gold coins. I know. Well, fuck you. Counts the gold coins in front of him, then pockets them. He goes, "I'm gonna need a kind." All right. Well, I guess we'll have to go find one. <laughs> okay. What's your Scooby Doo? We're coming after you, and then it's a montage. <laughs> and he says, "I know just a guy." Come on, he's a. Uh... At the next bar, o- no, he's got- Last time I heard, he was staying in the next town over. Gotta get there fast, though. Or he moves on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, they slowly, uh, they, they, they walk through, and then they kind of get to know each other, or he tries to get to know him, but he remains silent the whole time, and then they arrive at- I wouldn't so say- So how long you been bounty hunting? <laughs> Derp. Got any kids? Family back home? And then they uh they finally are You have a troubled history? <laughs> you kill a man for no reason other than to see him die? Jesus. Okay. Then they arrive You wade through a river of shit to gain your freedom? <laughs> then they uh they arrive at it's not really a town. It, like it is, but it's a ramshackle town. Like everything is made of old beechwood. I don't know how they got it, but it's beechwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this used to be one of the most expensive towns back in the day. See, it was made from imported beechwood. <laughs> yeah. The only problem is beechwood doesn't do shit in the desert. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they brought that all in, and then finally they go into like a small tent where you hear, 
Just like this ominous wind, and then... No, fuck, you can't. It's not even... It's not even a New Zealand thing. (laughs) I feel bad, because that's actually some very good didgeridooing. And then as they walk through, a boomerang shoots past their head and then returns on the opposite side of their head and then catches it in his hands. Okay. No, New Zealanders do also play didgeridoo, so that makes sense. Thank you for being our racist checker. What what are we up to now? A score of 50? Um, hold on. Let me just... uh, Are you going to roll a dice to see how racist this episode has become? Oh, only two? Oh, okay, good. And those <laughs> two points are st- sitting in this tent right now. Yep. And um, that was out of a hundred, so we're go- doing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so then uh, slowly turns around. Hello? Oh, yeah, this is the guy right here. You're a boomerang, ain't you? Yeah, that's what they call me, Boomerang. Yeah, hey, nice to meet you. I'm uh, Jeremiah Blackwood. This is a uh, famed bounty hunter. I don't think I ever caught your name. Bounty hunter? No way, I did. I, I said my name earlier, didn't I? Oh, I must have missed it. Anyways. This uh, is, uh... No, this wait, is, no, no, can I, can I put a little bit of a beginning to this scene, which is he walks over, and he does know him, so he's like, Boomerang, how are you? Goes for a handshake, immediately twists it over. He's just like wrenching on his arm. Ah, now what are you doing that for? Ah, dang, damn it! You still owe me my cut from that last mission you sent me on. Yeah, hold on, I got a bit. Of, I got something for you. Be worth a hundred times that much, a thousand even. Ah, just stop. A thousand? That's like a ten one hundred. Yes, and then releases. <laughs> God dang them, son of a gun, why you gotta do that to an old man like that? Alright, listen, you know that claim I got run off of? Well, I remembered where it was. (laughs) (laughs) Then at that point, fucking Jefferson just looks at him like, wait, I thought you told me you just got kicked off of it. Wait, no, I got run off of it, and then they just, uh, well, I kind of forgot where it was. I was an old man. But then, well, I got this map of the mountains. Only problem is we got to get to the mountains first. <laughs> no, we got to get through the mountains first, and we knew only a traditional New Zealander would be able to get us there. And that's where you come in, and Rangy. All right, don't call me fucking Rangy ever again, and I'm in. <laughs> Okay, so uh, then they. St- I do. Th- yep, I've low key made the prospector the worst character already, so we can make him an easy villain. <laughs> okay, so uh, at that point they start wa- walking to the edge of town, and right before they get there, he's like, "Well, hold on now, boys. I uh, I can't go any further. Why exactly the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I love our protagonist has become ASMR man." Just, if you need to know, it's our voice just right on that microphone. <laughs> you have heard the Mandalorian, haven't you? My wife. 
<laughs> Blake has left. Blake got out of his chair on that one. Jesus. Okay. She's dead. <laughs> well, I just hired you to go find the place. I, I'm in no condition to be traveling. I'm going to get myself a horse and meet you there. Oh. Oh. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I guess, uh, guess you'll just put me here with fucking silent but deadly, and we'll head off. You two are going to be great friends, I tell you. <laughs> yes, we are. And <laughs> Bye. See you later. Ooh, I'm going to do a dance to see you off. I'm going to get my gold. And if my research on Kimasabi has led me to discover anything about these style of films... Uh, we can have him just come up with a random word to call Jefferson, and it's perfectly fine, much like they did with Tonto. Absolutely the fuck not. Hello there, Kiwiata. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, what's, a, what's a badass bounty hunter name? He's got to be known as something. You're the Black Conundrum, ain't you? No, wait. I also forgot. <laughs> Shit. You forgot. You forgot. Well, I say, no, you... I was thinking for some reason the black spider from D&D, and then I'm like, that won't work. I don't want to do an animal name. That'd be weird. Conundrum? No, that's real bad. That's real bad, actually. Um, oh, reset the timer. <laughs> yep. Let's see. They could call him um, Six Gun Jefferson. Shit. <laughs> 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 Because he has what? Because he has six guns and also two secret arms that he can use them with. <laughs> yes, General Kenobi. <laughs> you are, you're a bold one. You're a bold. Hello there. <laughs> uh, no, they could call him uh, uh Django. Django. <laughs> call him onyx they just call him the onyx because the obelisk because he's a giant rock monster yeah no he's the obelisk because he's tall and he's been shot multiple times and never went down so he's an obelisk a tall standing structure that can't be knocked down through conventional means nice and that does mean we get a scene later like where his shirt gets ripped off or something and we just see tons of like scarred over bullet holes in his body i thought you were about to be like just ripped abs and oil and muscle and sex oh that too but like mostly the bullet holes yeah okay so where do we go from here now that uh, it's now just i i know i did it but i'm still upset that his name's boomerang boomerang and jefferson you wanted to die on that hill i can't help you hold on um is it racist to call someone from Australia a boomerang? I'm gonna say yes. Also, he's from New Zealand. There would be a lot of New Zealanders that would punch you in the face for conflating them so much with Australians right now. Um, I'm actually more looking at... <laughs> I looked up, actually more appropriately, is Captain Boomerang racist? <laughs> and instead of... <laughs> Instead of getting anything about the name racist, it's just, he is a racist character, which is pretty dark. Ouch. Um, we could call him, he could be Sokka. Sokka uses a boomerang. What the f- no, his name's Boomerang, like, we've already died on this hill, we- 
we less not roll around in it. <laughs> so, um, so, so Boomerang and the Obelisk are heading off. Right. So I guess we gotta start introducing the ghosts. I don't know. I think it needs to, wouldn't you, I would almost say, have it be easy passage until they get to the mountains. Like maybe- So like a montage. Yeah, like a montage, but then there would be like a sit down moment at night where we reveal the dark history of the obelisk of like, his, his, oh fuck. I just found well, it. Well, we, we no. would reveal it, but it would not be revealed to, like, Boomerang. We would see it, like, in the flashbacks. Yes, and in the flashbacks, Boomerang was the only survivor of a town-spread fire that killed his family. His wife and both of his lovable kids died in this fire. Okay. And we will get back to that later. That's gonna play into the plot-ski there, buddy. Yeah, I wonder where. <laughs> I wonder where in this plot about ghosts attempting to ascend to heaven this would be. Where would this be? So, uh, maybe there at, at one point, like, we do get an action scene of them being attacked by, like, some bandits or something. Okay, so that was. So, like, they wake up the next morning and they're getting attacked by bandits. But I like this idea that the bandit captain, she and, uh. She and Boomerang know each other. Yeah, and her name is Kissing Kate Barlow. Yes, it. The fuck it is. I don't care for stealing. It is Kissing Kate Barlow. Uh. It could be, uh. Call her Katie Strong. Katie Strong is a very good name. Okay. Yeah. Um, a little bit on the nose with the strong, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like she's uh she's trying to capture him. And um the the obelisk is just about ready to shoot his way out, but I, I think that they're secretly friends, Boomerang and Katie. Yeah, yeah. So it is like a nervous moment of like actually I think it would be like one of those funny moments of like you never called Boomerang. And it's like, and then he just kind of freaks out. I was like, I was going to call you the next day, I swore. But then I broke my, and it's just like a fun comic relief moment. Never thought I'd see you in these parts again, Boomerang. Not yeah. after what you did. Uh, sorry. I just sent you the end of the film. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it for the audience at home, but I just came up with the end of the final twist of the film, and I think I'm very excited about it. So okay, so okay, <laughs> okay. So at that point, uh, they, I, I think it is kind of like a see-through. Or no, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let's let's simplify this. They get ambushed. They meet up with Kiss and Kate. They're about to die. Then Kiss and Kate comes out, takes them to their camp, where they're also they've also been told about this uh this rock. Uh-huh. And then they keep asking, like, well, who's sending you after it? Who's sending you after this mysterious thing? Which I we forgot to address. Um, they're like, Who's who's sending you after that? And they're like, we I d I don't want to tell you. I do not want to tell you who it is. And it's like, I, I think mum's the word, eh? Mm-hmm. What? Who? Oh, that was your Australian? That was uh, my New Zealand, actually. Very different. <laughs> mum's the word, eh? Hello, I am from New Zealand. Hello, my friends. I am a New Zealander. Okay. 
So uh, then they go to the well, camp. Pardon me. They uh, they actually work together and to figure out their plan moving forward to go get this rock. And basically, it's a matter of like. It'll be easy, and this is Boomerang's pitch, it'll be easier for us if we go together. Once we get to the rock, it's, it's any man's game. Any woman's game. Yes, whatever, but for now, we're stronger together than we are apart. And so she, she agrees, refuses to tell them who's sending their, him, them on their mission. And the whole time, she keeps, like, the minute he gets introduced, he introduces himself as Jefferson James. She gets a little bit of, like, a, really? You're Jefferson Jet, really? That's who you are? Okay, that's weird. Um, it doesn't establish why. And so then they go on their mission further into the desert. They finally reach the mountains. What happens now? All right. So now they're in the mountains. This is either when it becomes like, oh, there's a lot more people after this fucking thing, and they have to fight their way out of the mountains, or the ghosts come in. Um. I well actually no I would like one moment and I think we've already established Boomerang is kind of a shitty character but we don't know how shitty until they start to reach the peak of the mountain they've almost reached the summit to go down the other side and Kate slips and he just looks at her and goes uh and then uh, what was the fucking line I just said any man's he has any man's game and then he turns and walks away and the whole time jefferson's staring at him like what the fuck just happened absolutely and then he just walks over and picks her up like gets her uh picks her oh, back no, no. Off the i was ledge. gonna say she fucking not fell but enough for where it's a big like what the fuck moment mm-hmm um so yeah and then she's gone okay well i feel like i know that like we don't normally like do action scenes but for a western this has been lacking in action since the very beginning well we had that need to have we had an ambush that was fun yeah we had an ambush maybe that ambush is um it's a different group that's fighting them and kate comes along and saves them Yeah, yeah yeah so that could work that could work um yeah because we need some gunslinging in this bad boy because we're about to get to the point where the guns don't work. <laughs> yes. Um, well, they won't work on Jefferson either. He is basically indestructible. Man can't be toppled by a gunshot. Right. He is. He has. Um, and this is like you. You learn throughout the the film that like normal things that seem to kill a person are one attracted to him and two don't kill him. Yeah. Uh, so I like to think they take a rest at the peak of the mountain. And then wake up the next day, and all of their gear is gone. And then there's a note left that said, may the best woman win. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I really shouldn't have done that, should I? <laughs> and then he's like, he pulls out a flask. Nope. Yeah, exactly. He's a very fun, comical character uh, who talks in ASMR. And then the very, uh, so then they, they rush. They rush towards this mountain. They don't have a map, but they just know it's east. So they rush and they finally get down to the mountain and that's when Kate is waiting on them, guns drawn. Took you longer than I thought. Yeah, fuck you too. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Seems like a you- lot less dead than I bet you thought I'd be. Yeah, but it seems like you got a bit of a problem, don't you? As he looks behind her. And I guess that line read needed to be like, yeah, but it looks like you got bigger problems. 
looking behind her, the mountain has got ghosts swirling around it. Like just tons of ghosts. Like a shit ton of ghosts in a ring around this mountain. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. Um hmm. <laughs> Is that his whole line? <laughs> Um, I, I like to think that he just pulls a gun out and tries to shoot a ghost and nothing happens <laughs> no I like this idea that uh, she's like if you take another step we were or like if you take another step we'll shoot you he takes one step gets shot in the like ribs doesn't go down shot in the leg doesn't go down finally just rips the gun out of her hands yep let's go well no before that it's a very like he grabs the barrel and he goes before we go hold on before we go any farther i need you to tell me who you're working for and then she smiles at him and goes you wouldn't believe me who are you and i guess yeah there does need to be other spectral shit before this now if they're gonna if i'm gonna drop this on the audience but uh so there's been spooky ghost moments that they've had to deal with there was a ghost shootout that i forgot to put in i'm sorry oh there's an entire shootout that they were caught in the middle of but it was all ghosts oh yeah yeah like ghosts were shooting each other no, and they had wait. to run from it what if it is a ghost shootout but the ghost bullets can't hurt them because they're it's ghost bullets. Like, it doesn't affect them. Okay, so that's what it is. And then I don't know how they get out of that, but they get out of it somehow. Maybe, maybe They'll just, like, I mean, at that point, they just run. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks, at some point, it's like the Headless Horseman. The ghost can't go too far yeah, from yeah. where they, like, died or whatever. Uh, now, don't get ahead of me now, son. We already established some shit earlier. Um, oh, you're right. So... Uh, at that point, who who are you working for? And she looks at him, smiles, and just says, Viola James. And his is just immediately taken aback, like, I'm fucking sorry, what did you say to me? Your wife, <laughs> your wife <laughs> came to me and requested this item. I think I think at that point though he like grabs her by the scruff and like lifts her up in the one moment that we see of actual anger from him. Yeah, he's like don't fuck with me. What did you just say to me? Your wife came to me and requested this artifact. She claimed that it's the only thing keeping her on this earth, keeping her out of heaven, keeping her away from eternal happiness. And if I can get it, we can take care of your wife. And at that moment, he's back like, then I'm going to be the one to do it. <laughs> it's full on. Yeah, no, fuck you. Let's go. Yep. Now let's go. Yeah. So now they go into the mountain. Uh, small ghost fights every once in a while. And once they get there, what's keeping watch over it? Like a ghost dragon? Ooh, a ghost dragon's good. It could just be all of the ghosts get together into, like, a giant ghost. Like a lich. Like a massive hulking lich. And, like, the first person to get taken out is Boomerang, because he's like, I've seen this before, it won't hurt us. Bam! It'll definitely hurt us! 
Don't let it get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now there's a lich that takes the form of maybe like one of Jefferson's former greatest rivals that he killed in a duel. It takes yeah, yeah. And he it, gets it, a, it takes he gets a tiny monologue or something like giving their backstory before um Kate just like shoots him and actually shoots the ghost and then she tosses like a bag to Jefferson and it's full of silver bullets. Oh wait, what if uh what if the fire he's always believed was caused by this man that he believed this guy is the reason why that his his wife and kids die it, it the the shape takes the form for uh takes a different form for each person so for jefferson it's obviously the person who he blames for his wife and kids death for uh kate it could be actually it'd be really cool if for kate it's boomerang and he's like, I thought you, thought you didn't care about me that much. Apparently I do. Fuck it. Uh, Boomerang gets a different... Like, they all get different uh, people they have to fight. And so it leads to five liches. And then finally they come together to form a massive hulking lich who aims a gun directly at Jefferson, shoots, and he goes down. Yeah, that's our big moment of like, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. And then we get like a moment in the ethereal realm where he meets his wife and he's like, fine. He's literally walking outside the mountain. <laughs> he comes up on her and he's like, why didn't you tell me? I wasn't allowed. None of us are allowed in that town. Talking about the town they came from. None of us are allowed there. I could never see you. And he's like, well, you can see me now. We're, we're, we're here. We're together. Yeah, but. You don't need to be. You don't need to be. Shoves him, falls back. Oh, and they say more like he says more lines in this one scene than he does in the entire rest of the movie combined. Yeah, yeah. Cuts back, his eyes open, grabs bullet, shoots the monster lich through the heart, killing it instantly, and it just disintegrates into a sea of ghosts. (laughs) Uh, And so now they grab the tablet. And there's a little bit of an argument back, or no, not an argument. They just grab the tablet and they begin to walk out. And he goes, "Okay, well, uh, I gotta assume that old Sneaky Pete was a ghost too. So I assume old Sneaky Pete was a ghost too. That's probably why he wanted this. So we take it back to the uh, to the the Cowdoy town. Uh, is that is that when it happens? That is when it happens. That's when he grabs the tablet and laughs, and he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> "The curse! The curse is finally broken. I can go wherever the hell I want now." And then through, thank you, thank you for freeing me, and thank you for making me more powerful than you ever thought a person could be. This tablet. I had to kill a whole town of people for this thing. Yes, and he reveals through a monologue that he is the one who burnt down the town that Jefferson is from. He is the one who killed his wife and kids, and he did it as a part of a dark wizardry sacrifice to kill over, gain a certain amount of souls and keep them on this mortal coil, and it granted him a mortal life. So now we have to fight an immortal prospector who has a mech suit. No, he doesn't have... (laughs) He has a ghost suit, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck, that's so emotional. 
because all the ghosts would form around him to give him his powers and Jefferson would have to see his wife and children be part of that. Fuck, that's dark. Let's do it. Yeah. And so now this leads to a battle where, uh, actually, fuck it. Maybe Jefferson should go. No, no, he shouldn't because then we can't have the wife conversation. Uh, so then what if it ends in a duel? What if he just challenges him to a duel? Ten paces. Ten paces, Ranger. Oh, God, demand satisfaction. Satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bold one. Yeah, yeah. He goes, there's a lot. General Jefferson. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. And so then uh, they, they do the duel, and the whole point of it is he's like, yeah, fuck, you can shoot me wherever you want. It's just ghosts ghosts like you won't kill me 10 paces turns shoots hits the tablet straight through the middle takes him out ghosts explode into the air and then jefferson's wife and kids look at him and smile and say all right you can move on dad because we are shoot up into the sky and then he like i think he sticks around for a while like we'll have a a a bit of a denouement with our three main characters at that point where They'll be like, they're going to camp for the night, and then, um, no, no, they go grab the gold, because there is actually gold there, and they're fucking set for life. Well, no, they're back at the town now. Oh, yeah. They got the gold, too. Um, yeah, fuck it. So, yeah, but they, they're about, like, they're going to saddle up and head out the next day, and then in the middle of the night, like, Jefferson just leaves, and by the morning, he's gone. Okay, so you're not allowing me to have my good goof, which actually yours is more appropriate, but mine was going to end with Boomerang waking up and all the gold being taken and him feeling like, she got me again, fuck! And then she shows up riding on a horse and offers a hand to him. That's the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. It's like a fun goof to end on as they ride off into the sunset as well. But Jefferson definitely has now become like, like a fucking lonesome cowboy wandering, just trying to find what's next for him. You fucking mean the gunslinger, dude? He is the gunslinger. What's up, Stephen King, baby? You need a prequel? Because we got you. We got you right here. The gunslinger. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Sorry, we just made yours better. We just made it better, motherfucker. Because you know what? You're gonna have you to you gonna have to clean off some racist dust over the top because we really, really leaned into that boomerang name. We can do we just take the boomerang out. We're good. Yeah. Fuck. It's one of those ideas that like here's the here's the thing. Sometimes on this show we have an idea and we do it, and it's very polished and very good and very ready for TV. This is not. <laughs> this is definitely this is gonna take a couple of turns in a rock tumbler before this baby shines but i think there's a diamond underneath absolutely this is a geode we just gotta break it open yeah, it's just one of those this is just one of those stories where it's like we've written ourselves into a corner and also we did not consider a lot this this required a lot of build-up that we just didn't want to and didn't have the time to think about that's what happens though like this is a you know what rough movie pitches this is where everything starts out do you think star wars was star wars when it started no it was 
The mad product of George Lucas's fever dreams. Yeah, exactly. Which is what this show is. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you know what? It's up to better people than us to turn it into a movie and pay us. All right. We got a little bit of time. Who are your, what would your fantasy book or fantasy um, casting be for this film? Ghost, Ghost Rush. I just kind of want to give him. It is gonna be hard to not cast, um, fucking, oh god, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Yeah, it's gonna be hard not to cast Pedro Pascal as our main character, but then also, oops, wrong race. So we've kind of fucked up there. Honestly, that's why I was thinking, like, give him a better dude than. When, than the actual Dark Tower movie and cast Idris Elba. I was about to say, like, ah, oh, fuck, he was already the gunslinger. Fuck, bring him in, it doesn't matter! No, because it's gonna be a better movie. Yeah. Okay, so Idris Elba for him. I, um... I'm gonna propose something, and it might be just because I want to see this guy in more film, but I don't think he's actually interested in film. I think he's more on the musical side. Mm-hmm. But I love some Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concord. Either of the Flight of the Concords, guys, really. <laughs> okay. Oh fuck, that's good. Actually, no, I think I think Jermaine. Because I think Jermaine could really pull it off more than Brett. More than Brie. Okay. Okay, so he's him. Who's kissing Kate? Kate. That's gotta be a good hmm. We're doing a little bit like older actors in this, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we do... Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Um, ah, fuck, there's a lot of good... What's bad is I'm just looking at, like, the people in holes now. I'm like, you? Fuck it, Patricia Arquette, like... But fuck it. Well, I was gonna say... Maybe let's get some Laura Dern in here. Laura Dern? Yeah, fuck yeah, Laura Dern. Absolutely, it's Laura Dern. Because fuck yeah. What other characters do we... Oh, we've got our evil prospector. Oh, fuck. Uh, It's only just because I said Laura Dern, but Jeff Goldblum. No. Blake, I I have the only true answer for this question. John fucking Goodman. Yes! John Goodman is an old prospector? Yes! John Goodman. Oh, God. What's John Goodman doing these days? Well, who would the wife be? Who would the uh, the dead wife of Idris Elba be? Hmm. I did... <laughs> Idris Elba's spouse is the second thing to... Boy, he's, he's had three! Oh! Idris! Idris can get damn Idris can get it. Hold now I'm now I need to look up Idris Elba. Oh no, I was looking at his wife, but yeah. Yeah. Bring her in. I don't care. Now if we don't want to do Idris and make it funny or Will Smith for the main cowboy, but outside of that. No, no, it it wouldn't be though, because Will Smith, like I think Will Smith takes his serious roles too seriously, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I could see that. So he could be dead shot in it. Fuck, this is a good for, like, because everyone else we could hire, like, just young up-and-comers, and those would be great. 
And then I think this is a solid bill to play off of. Laura Dern, yeah. Idris Elba, fucking, fucking Jermaine from Flight of... I wouldn't say Jermaine Clement on the, on the poster. It would say Jermaine from Flight of the Concords and John Goodman. Shit, that's good. That's a good grouping there, dude. God damn right. All right, what was all- if he wouldn't do it though, Taika Waititi? Um, I, I, we can't have him be the only New Zealander because, like, he took that mantle from Flight of the Concords when they got done. That's true, but right now he is. Yeah, we could. I mean, <laughs> we could also get Tamara Morrison in there and just have him be <laughs> the fucking clone daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, list of New Zealand actors. I'm upset at how short this list is. <laughs> I, I, no, okay, no, because I think Jermaine could bring a sexuality to it that I'd like, but Rise Darby is also on this list. <laughs> I would oh. fucking love to see Rise Darby do this. Oh, that's good. He would just be his fucking character from uh from Jumanji. <laughs> that's all yes. he would be. You know, Blake, if we're just, if you do want to keep going down this Laura Dern rabbit hole, why have we not considered Sam Neill? Why have we not considered Sam Neill? Oh, Sam Neill! He is a New Zealander! Oh, that's good. I forget, because I I never hear him... I don't know if he has a particularly thick New Zealand accent, because I've only ever heard him speak... Like, uh, in an American accent. Like, I need you to understand, I am on this Wikipedia for New Zealand actors, and the ones I know are either Flight of the Concords or were in Thor Ragnarok. Because the other one is Carl Urban. I didn't know Carl Urban was New Zealand. I'm a fucking say, though, dude. Sam Neill is looking great for 72. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Sam can get it. Holy shit. All right, Blake, what was awesome this week? We can't keep going down this New Zealand rabbit hole. No, but it is great. Uh, what was awesome this week? Sunflower seeds. Money plane! No, it wasn't. Money plane, baby! Money plane! There's a drone with a gun! Money plane! Stop spoiling it, and you can listen to our live reactions to money plane on this month's you paid for this that's right you can get that on patreon.com slash a load of bs good segue buddy where can people find you on the internet you can find me at blake a tanner on the twitter you can find me at the darkroom vidya on youtube and you can find me here on the bs network doing all these wonderful podcasts like a load of bs like fight boys like jw of monday night ignition <laughs> i'm gonna yeah hey, you can find me on all the shows you know just wherever i'm at i got it uh, hiccup. <clears throat> oh, and you can find Blake on the latest episode of Deviant Creators, which is the show I'm doing in between seasons of Deviant, and that one should be coming out tomorrow. So you guys can check that out and all the other shows at a load of purebs.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Go to a load of purebs.com, check out all my new shows, Sammy Magic, and get ready because 
Yeah, the the trailer will have dropped by now. But the return of fun fiction is on the horizon. It is being rebooted with one of my closest friends in podcasting, Megan Danger. They are fantastic. And next Wednesday, we're going to be releasing our first episode where we discuss fucking My Immortal, I guess. All right, there you go. Fun fact, though, the Deviant Creators episode with me on it, we recorded right before this episode. <laughs> That is a fun fact, Blake. LoadofYourBS.com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brassholes for our theme song, Ric Flair, from their album, Tom McGuire and the Brassholes. Can I just say, because we really fucked around with the ending there, I felt like I had to say the phrase, a load of pure BS.com to activate your sleeper cell mind to then <laughs> do the Tom McGuire promo, or else it wouldn't happen. No, no, it would have happened eventually. Oh, that's right. And, of course, remember to support us. You can do it on Patreon. You can pick up that merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com. If you just want to give me money, ko-fi.com slash... <laughs> fuck, ko-fi.com slash scottymo. And, of course, find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes, and we will see you next week! <laughs> <laughs>